0: It's Cash, Color, Cannabis, a high level of conversation. And today, again, I'm outside of Live Hip Hop Daily Studios. I'm at um, Urban Grow Media Studios, a.k.a. my house. And I'm doing a Zoom interview today with a special guest who um, I actually hope to have in studio with me, um, but I didn't get a chance to, you know, time constraints and a whole bunch of other things. But I'm thankful to have Jamie Lumen, um editor of Honeysuckle Magazine, in with us today. Jamie, how are you doing today?
1: I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me, Mecca.
0: No, thank you, man, because really you provide an amazing platform for not just cannabis. Like the one thing I really love about Honeysuckle is how, um, how much variety it is in content when it, when you flip through the pages. So you are actually providing an amazing service for people. Um, before we get into our interview, for those who don't know you, um, can you please just introduce yourself and tell us fully what you do?
1: Sure. So my name is Jamie Lubin. I am the editor at large for Honeysuckle Media Inc. And we are a media company that is culture and cannabis. We like to say plant, sex, and politics um, because it's all of the really important, impactful social justice topics and a little bit of sexiness as well. Um, I am in charge of creating the editorial content and, and managing that across you know our print and digital platforms. And yeah, we have been covering the cannabis space since 2017 and it has just taken off enormously. The evolution and the intersection of all the different aspects from social equity and racial politics to the environment and sustainability Um, to the role of women in leadership positions. I mean, these are all things that we would be interested in anyway. So to see them come to light, revolutionizing culture as we know it through the cannabis industry is just amazing.
0: It really is. And Again, like I mentioned prior, you are doing an amazing job at covering all those many different things and making it all something that's um, conducive for the cannabis space and something that's easily digestible for cannabis readers as well.
1: Thank you. Yeah, you know, we were actually the first cultural publication that was allowed to cover MJ BizCon in Las Vegas. Um, That was in 2017. And we've been responsible for a number of firsts over the last few years. We were the first to put cannabis and hemp brands on Times Square billboards. We've been doing a number of Times Square awareness campaigns, particularly this year, to celebrate New York going adult use legal. Um, We just did our most recent one was with the Shinnecock Indian Nation um, to celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day. and That was October 11th.
0: Awesome. Awesome. You know, I was going to ask you this later, but since you brought it up, what was it like seeing your brand in Times Square on a billboard? Like that blew me away when I saw the Lil Wayne cover, but that wasn't your first time. Like what was it like seeing something like that?
1: No, yeah, the Little Wayne cover, that was our 420 issue. And that was this year to celebrate New York going adult use legal for 420 because the MRTA, the Marijuana Regulation Tax Act, which I will say is the country's most sweeping social equity legalization so far. Um, But so that happened at the end of March of 2021 and 420, 2021 in April, um, that was amazing. That again, I have to give all props to Ronit Pinto, who is Honeysuckle's founder and publisher, and the brains behind every major campaign that we do. So all of the Times Square stuff is totally her, her brainchild and her baby. Um, and that we had, we knew that Lil Wayne was going to be on our cover. For that issue and his cannabis brand Jacua has been extremely supportive of everything that we've done in terms of social equity awareness and we partnered for that campaign not only with them but with six female-owned and BIPOC-owned brands in the cannabis space and two of them were Indigenous-owned Um, That's THC Magazine, which is from the Indigenous Cannabis Coalition, and Legacy 420, which is a First Nations retailer in Ontario. And because we had the cross-culture of the U.S. and Canada, it was actually the first international Indigenous Cannabis Coalition in Times Square history.
0: Wow, wow. Yeah, what a a monumental moment, man. I mean, it was just, I know it had to been amazing to see. Like, I would have been if I had the chance to be in New York and see that billboard go up, I think I would have I took a selfie there every day for the, for a month.
1: It was great. We The first day that it was there, um, we were there filming pretty much the entire day. We have some great video on YouTube. If anybody wants to check out the Honeysuckle YouTube channel, um, all of our Times Square campaigns are memorialized there. But... That, I mean, that was incredible. Um, You know, the first year that we did it, which was New Year's Eve uh, 2018 into 2019, that was also an incredible campaign. We had 15 different partner brands in that campaign. It was a huge recognition for cannabis as an industry that could be in the mainstream because there was a lot of red tape to go through. We actually ended up changing about 80 years of New York advertising policy because every billboard owner was very against cannabis and we just kept pushing through.
0: I could I could imagine, man. Um, you know, I often speak on, on my podcast about my journey from hip hop journalism and sports to where, how I got here to cannabis. What was your journey to cannabis media? Like, how did you start off in the first place?
1: Oh, yeah. So it's interesting because I don't consume, I like CBD, but I am not a THC person oh. and Ronit is not a consumer either really. Um, so we, we didn't approach it from that angle which has been a very different sort of entry <laughs> into the space from, from other people who've been doing media and different brands. Um, for us, it was always the social justice aspect uh, because uh, overall honeysuckle has a big interest in prison reform in diversity and inclusive perspectives in representation of all kinds and in veteran stories in planetary wellness so these are all things that we knew were already part of what the cannabis community is and we were interested in diving deeper into that but it it wasn't really until about the end of 2016, beginning of 2017, that Sam Long, who's our creative director, who is a consumer, said, you know, cannabis as an industry is really blowing up. The New York community is getting very involved, and it's something that I think we should follow deeper. And we had no idea what to expect, but we started going to all of these New York events because we're headquartered in New York and there was a lot going on there at the time. And at that time, New Jersey, we thought was going to be going adult use that year. It was kind of in the news a lot. Um, But so there was a lot of intersection then with New York and New Jersey communities. And we had a lot of coverage at you know, Hi-N-Y, Canada Gather, um, Minorities for Medical Marijuana was doing a lot in New York. Women Grow was doing a lot in New York and still are. Everybody is still popping in New York, but that was a very interesting time because we also knew that Canada was gonna go adult use legal that year. That was kind of in the news. And so we, we were just ready for anything. Um, Before that, Honeysuckle had been concentrating much more on music, movies, uh, sort of an, an underground arts movement, but always with this idea of bringing things that have been culturally taboo more into mainstream discussion.
0: Man, and it's awesome the way you, the, the way the magazine covers all those things. And um, it's great that, you know, and shout out to Sam for bringing you out to the weed side. It's always, oh, we, yeah. we need a weed consumer in the circle to help us really see some things Oh,
1: and he's just been brilliant with that. Um, if you go to our YouTube channel, you can check out some of the short video reviews that he does on different cannabis products. It's super entertaining. Uncle Sam's Cannabis Corner is great watching
0: <laughs> congratulations sam i'm gonna go check that out later um one thing i love though i love the the magazine itself like i was bragging when i did get the, the lil wayne issue i remember being at the studio and saying see this is quality like this isn't <laughs> the paper as well the the design as well this is like a throwback to me growing up when i used to just be a magazine consumer like i was just every magazine i could see that I, that caught my eye i would grab but now we're in a space where people are more digital. You know, you look online; people are doing or online blogs or podcasts in particular. We, I see, people drifting away from print media as far as um, readers. Are you in fear in any way that print media might be actually going out of style anytime soon, and that that makes it, that would make it a struggle to keep the print side of honeysuckle going?
1: You know, that's a really good question. And I also have to say shout out to you for being the person who wrote the cover story on Lil Wayne. Oh, that true. <laughs> so everybody should check that out. The actual story is linked on our website. So make sure to check that out or order your Lil Wayne copy. We Definitely
0: still order it. it. Keep, print, keep print media going.
1: But... Let's see, in terms of the question of print sustainability, yes. that is something that I think every media company that has a print component is grappling with right now. I mean, for honeysuckle, you know, we we started digital only. That was back in 2013. Ronit had founded it in Detroit, actually, and had this idea as a uh, digital platform and initially began testing the waters with print a few years into it Um, and what we were finding was I and I came on in 2017 what we were finding with the print was the artwork was so unique the way that it was put together aesthetically was so unique that everybody was gravitating toward the print and they wanted something that they could touch and hold in their hand and Show to people, and I had never seen people react to a print magazine in that way, and that was very exciting for me. Um, you know, but then you listen to the industry buzz, and publishing experts have been saying since about 2010, 2011 that print is dead, print is dead. Um, I don't think that that's ever going to be completely true, but I think that we're going to see more of a trend toward print as almost a collectible Mm. item rather than necessarily a staple item during the early part of the pandemic um, before the pandemic we had been printing on a nationwide scale with retailers you know we were in barnes and noble we were in books a million we we're printing a lot to be able to meet the bookstores regulations and demand and that in the wake of the pandemic has become a little cost prohibitive on an independent publications budget (laughs) Um, so you know that's that's something that we're still trying to think of what's going to be the best strategy for that going forward we definitely had a great opportunity in 2020 to expand our digital which has been fantastic we're doing so much more with our website with our social media we have our podcast which is up now and has some really fantastic episodes with people like steve d'angelo michael thompson um, sasha Perlman from the stone age and just amazing industry thought leaders like that. Um, you know, so we've, we've definitely expanded out in that way. And I think that's gonna continue because everybody wants to see what's coming out of the digital platforms. I think print will continue because that gives us a great way to immortalize some of our most timeless stories. Um, for example, you know, I will say our, our most recent print issue is the freedom issue. This is a very powerful one for us because it is all about prison stories and environmental justice. And these are issues that are not going away. And these are also stories of people that have lived through prison that should be remembered and should be able to be referred back to at any time so that we never lose that record. And that's, that I think will continue with print, it may be on a smaller scale. Um, and that was a rambly answer.
0: I am sorry. <laughs> no, you're perfectly fine because I'm, as you're speaking, I'm thinking about that, man. Yeah, it would have to be a collectible because I'm a person I like flipping through pages. I like feeling the paper. Like, like I said, I was so impressed with the paper. I was like, that almost went in. I, I almost had a ramble about the paper. I was like, you see how good this paper is. <laughs>
1: like, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah.
0: This is an investment. They're taking their time and they are invested in their brand. I love this man. So I pray, I hope that it does go on, keep going on because I'm a print lover. I'm a collect- of print magazine. So I do hope it keeps going on. Um, well, and-,
1: and, you know, I think part of that, too, is Ronit and Sam began their careers as filmmakers. Um, and I also began my career in film and entertainment. And I think being able to think about what is something going to look like? What are are certain aesthetic bits of it going to look like? It almost becomes a little bit of like a a movie on the page. Um, You know, we had great, like, we have beautiful photographs from Nabil Elderkin in this issue, uh, his spread on burner and he did the cover with Damien Marley here. And there's gorgeous photography from Honeysuckle Team in there as well. So, you know, I think that, that also contributes to it being more of an art piece as well as an encyclopedia.
0: Yeah, it's super dope, it's super dope. Uh, New York state is now legal. Um, I, I, it blew my mind to hear that, you know, I, it, it, it's so it came, came kind of out the blue. Like I heard there was discussions about possibly it happening, but I'm, me from being from Boston. I'm still shocked. Massachusetts went legal. Like I am just, just, it's crazy to know these things, but New York oh, yeah. is primed to be a very big market when it comes to cannabis. How important is it to see New York state go legal? And what does that mean for the East coast and cannabis in general?
1: yeah new york is huge so i am really glad and i know the entire east coast cannabis industry is really pumped for new york now we did just have the cannabis world congress and business expo last week and that was in new york and the first day brought all of the new state regulators out to the expo floor we had tremaine wright who is the chair of the cannabis control board And she spoke about the fact that we are going to be seeing a lot of social equity movements in New York, we are going to be seeing a lot of effort to bring the marginalized communities who are most impacted by the war on drugs into the space. We don't know exactly what that's going to mean for licenses yet and they did drop the news that retail in New York, adult use retail is probably not going to be really happening until 2023. So that is a delay that nobody anticipated, which is unfortunate. Um, That being said, everyone is seeing New York as a real cannabis capital. And in fact, if you look at all of the data that talks about the legacy market in New York, it does say that we are the cannabis consumption capital of the world. We are already leading in everything that has to do with the industry. Just so much of it has been gray market and, and underground for a long time, but it hasn't been able to count toward that. But projections at MJ BizCon were that by the end of New York's first fully retail adult use legal year, we will bring in $1.1 billion for the cannabis industry. And that's just going to grow as the retail capabilities open up. So it's a huge hub for commerce already. I mean, Luxury Meets Cannabis is happening this week. Um, It's happening today actually. And again, that's just a great opportunity for cannabis brands and mainstream brands to meet in a common space. And I think once we start seeing more of that, and it's very easy to do in New York because you have all of these terrific venues and you have all of these fashion brands, skincare brands, um, luxury retail brands that are already there, it's a really smooth transition to get cannabis into that mix.
0: Yeah, Yeah, uh, well, congratulations, New York. I think it's gonna be a great market. I can't wait to go to New York and hopefully go to a consumption lounge and be able to really, really, really enjoy the city like I should be able to.
1: Yes, that is great thing. There are some wonderful consumption lounges in New York. And I think, you know, as we get the legacy operators into a good place with regulation we're just going to see more of that
0: yes yes so um where do we see honeysuckle next year like do you have we I, i'm pretty sure you already have some plans there's some plans laid out already for 2022 um what are we going to see from honeysuckle
1: yeah i'm i'm not sure how much i can say about the plans for 2022 oh. just yet <laughs> i know that we are working on a holiday issue that's going to have some great gifting guides for everybody. So definitely look out for that. Um, And we are gonna have, again, continuing coverage on what the New York cannabis scene is doing, how that transition from legacy to legal is happening. You know, I would say, for for honeysuckle stories, just anything that you can think of that might be a little bit under the radar is probably what we're going to be able to come out with. Um, you know, our party, our launch party for the freedom issue, happened last week, right after the first day of the Campus World Congress, and. According to most reports, it was the party to be at for New yeah. York Cannabis Week. And I think part of that is because we held it in Club Coming, which is down in, in the Lower East Side. And that's where we launched our very first cannabis issue. So that has a lot of meaning to us. But we also combined our night of substantial information with a really great night of fun burlesque dancing, and infused treats, and goodies from our sponsors. And that is what I think most people should look forward to for Honeysuckle for 2022, is a lot more opportunities to get not only substantial information that is really changing lives out there, but a lot of fun and sexiness along the way and i think that's something that everybody can enjoy
0: awesome awesome all right so if somebody wants to support honeysuckle how can they do that
1: oh yes um so you can follow us on all social media we are at honeysuckle magazine on instagram and facebook and at honeysuckle mag mag on twitter um we are have our podcast which you can find through our website which is honeysucklemag.com and there are links to buy our most recent print issues there so please please order your print issues Um, oh yes you can also reach out to me at any point um, jamie j-a-i-m-e at honeysucklemag.com and if you're interested in advertising with us or in having your products in one of our videos, anything like that, then we have a lot of different packages and and different opportunities that we offer to brands looking to get their names out there. So that is something for us as well. If you have an idea for a Times Square campaign that you wanna work with us on, then we're happy to talk about that with you too.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Jamie. It was an amazing interview. And you know, again, you have a supporter here in me and Cash Color Cannabis Podcast.
1: Oh, thank you, Mecca. Oh, and I will will say one last thing that um, we are constantly working with our community in New York and at large to create more awareness for people that are still incarcerated and for prisoners' rights. Um, That is a campaign that we are working on all the time. So if you have any stories that are related to prisoners' rights, please let us know. We are happy to do what we can to amplify that because these are discussions that should be going on.
0: Awesome. And make sure y'all take note of that and make sure you support Honeysuckle any way you you can, whether that be following them on social media, ordering a print magazine, which I suggest, or just telling a friend about them. Thank you again, Jamie, for coming on. And that is Cash Color Cannabis, a higher level of conversation.